Can we get it how we used to get it? Cap on, and I got racks on. Spent four nights in the country, I like then take my rich back home. Glow so bright, I can't Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Technical Foul Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, we got a big day today. Uh, we got Raz over here. Yo, what's good? Ben over another side. What's up, guys? I'm Tony. We are the Technical Foul Podcast, and today is uh, basically Ben Rashid's Olympics. Uh, they've been planning for this, thinking about it, and uh, now they get the chance to run down the 2018 NBA draft. Yes, sir. It's something we always look forward to, Ben and I. Put on our nerd glasses and uh, speculate. Spectacles. Speculating. <laughs> and they get all fired up so that maybe maybe three guys will actually have longevity in the league. But for real though, it is a tradition of ours to get together and watch a draft. We've been doing it for probably, what, four? This will be like the fifth year in a row, I think. Yeah, man. I remember our first time, We, uh, I think we went over to your, your crib and we're wore jerseys, Lakers jersey, and yeah. wore your uh, Magic jersey. Magic jersey, and took the infamous picture. Said, I remember our first time. That's That doesn't sound appropriate. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Everybody remembers the first time. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> moving on. It's, uh, you know, NBA is a 12-month sport now, so we, this is the crunch time for, if you're an NBA nerd like us, we, uh, we love the draft, free agency, summer league, all that's coming up. Fake news. So it's uh, it's basketball nerd haven. So uh, anyway, before we get started on the, the decision twenty eighteen, you forgot to mention. Oh, the decision three point I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal, but we'll get into that later. Um, just a little housekeeping. So if you're a iPhone user. You've probably been listening on iTunes, which is still going to be accessible to you. The, the podcast app. The podcast app. Yep. And uh, so just a little side note, Androids, we used to have it on SoundCloud, but now we're actually going to be uploading on Anchor. But you can still download the podcast. You can listen to it on Anchor. Uh, there's some other good podcasting websites if you're an Android user, such as Podbean. That's like Lima Bean. And I use Podcast Republic, which is really nice. Usually uploads like pretty shortly after we put it up. So um, if you're a Android user... Either one of those would be, a, I would recommend listening to it on. So uh, please, please give us a download and listen. And uh, we'll, we'll hit you up on Twitter. And we'll get all that at the end again and remind you how you can listen. But uh, let's get into it, guys. NBA Draft, what do you think? Yeah, man. Um, I feel like this year is going to be a strong year in the draft. I think we have a strong class. Um, there is a little separation from... I would say the top three, and then you have, for me, in my just, I feel it's, you know, you have the top three, and then everyone else is kind of, well, who do you think is better than who do you think it's best? So I think it's that's it's it's that small separation, like yeah. Tony said earlier, um, you might just have three guys, you know, five years from now, five ten years from now, you might just have three guys from this draft that's, you know, it could be superstars. I know. I think that a lot of people, uh, not. Not necessarily tier, but have that group of five players that they think are, they're all in the top five in whatever order, you know, uh, a lot of mock drafters. Um, but I do think, I think it's the top two is the first tier. You know, I, I would tier uh, 
Aiton and Doncic together, in my opinion, as the top two. In one tier? Wow. Okay. And then um, the next tier would be like the, the next three guys, which would be Jackson, uh, Bagley, and Bamba. And then, you know, you kind of have like the next five or six guys. So I think it's a like the top ten is pretty solid players in terms of uh, possible bright futures. And then like kind of like – I'd say maybe like 12 through 25 or 30. It's kind of all even, you know, and, and it's kind of whoever you get, however they develop. One thing that I would like to say as far as a prerequisite to a lot of this stuff, these are our opinions, you know, that's not necessarily fact. Uh, we might say it as if we believe it's a fact, but um, I think a lot of NBA drafting and player success has to do with situation. You know, such as a player that's going to go to the Spurs or the Celtics, Warriors, teams like that that have a great coaching staff, they're always going to draw the best out of each player. So, for example, um, last year you had Donovan Mitchell, who I think honestly went to the perfect situation for him and um, a team that just lost a two-guard in Gordon Hayward. And then he had a coach who believed in him, let him play young and early and great coach and Quinn Snyder it was the perfect situation for him not that he wouldn't have succeeded elsewhere but I think he went into the right situation Jason Tatum went into a perfect situation where he wasn't going to be considered the guy right away you know but he got a lot of playing time and became a, a important player for them and a great scorer yeah, I mean, due to injuries, he kind of rose to the occasion when that opportunity presented exactly, itself. Yeah. So there was no way that, you know. Let's not sleep on this past year's draft because it was one of the better drafts in the last 10 yeah. years. And I've always felt like the last year's draft, every team, I would say definitely probably the top five, for sure the top three picks, um, every player went to the best situation. Um, every team was a good fit for that player. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I think the Philly 76ers probably wish they probably <laughs> went with uh, Tatum. Uh, yeah, but I think Fultz will will be okay. It's yeah. just a matter of getting healthy. Yeah, and they talk themselves out of getting that Getting playing time, but, you know. Um, Do you think that that more so than any other sport is, is specific to basketball? What you were just saying about, like, guys going to a situation. Like, so let's say a team... In the NFL, like we need a, we need a wide receiver, so we're not gonna go out and the guy and be like, well, we run a lot of short routes, a lot of quick cuts, so we're gonna specifically look for that guy. Like, no, they're gonna go to the, they're gonna go to the pot of wide receivers and say, we want the best wide receiver available, mm-hmm. and that's what we need. That's our number one need. That's where we're going. There's one that we're taking that guy. Where in the NBA, it's like, well, we need a point guard, but we need. A specific point guard. We're not just going to take this guy because he's a point guard and he's highly rated. He doesn't really fit our system. Does that does that well, happen I more in it, basketball? Like where? Yes and no. I would say that in the NFL or baseball, it's more of. Uh, it's not so much about scheme. It's just about hey, we need a pitcher, so let's get the guy who can pitch the best. Well, and here's the thing: you're drafting by need or by position, whereas in basketball, to me, it's more about. That's skill and talent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they necessarily will say, hey, we need a point guard. Let's go get a point guard. 
they're going to probably draft, in most situations, they're going to draft the best player. I think available. that's where the trend is going this year um, because now it seems like teams, let's just. So that's very similar. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, if there's a, if there, I mean, normally the worst teams in the NFL are, you know, drafting, you know, closer to the top. And if the top, if the best player available is a quarterback, then, you know, the worst teams are normally like, hey, if this okay. guy, if this guy's going to be a superstar, we're going to pick him up. Not like, to get too much it, into so, football, but um, in my opinion, so that's about I don't same. necessarily believe that to be true because a quarterback might not necessarily get rated as high as far as scouting goes. No, I'm, I'm not saying. Higher. I'm not saying quarterback. I'm saying if if the best player. It, so if the best player in the draft is this specific defensive end, mm-hmm. he's going to be drafted by whichever team is first because he's the best. So well, that's, that, kind that's of what I'm saying, problem. because, like, example, Bradley Chubb, I think a lot of people would say he was probably the one of the top three players, like, as far as skill and talent and went in the draft. But he can get drafted to, like, sixth or seventh. Actually, did he? He might have gone before that. Scratch what I said. I'm not in the NFL mode right now. <laughs> but um, So it's pretty I'm similar. Because what, what he was saying is, what Raz was saying is, the last year, the those guys... They went to systems that they really fit into, mm-hmm. so that was that just so happened to be that it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like these teams said, "Hey, look, we run this style offense, so we're gonna we're gonna pick this guy, this guy because he's he's highly rated and he'll fit well into our scheme." So they're not picking for schemes. It's just like any other sport. Well, it, they're, they're the best player on the team, the best player on the board is coming off the board coming off in most cases. But then also like later on in the draft, maybe not like at the very beginning. And then you're but, looking for role players. It's but, just. In, in like, it's for example, similar. the Spurs, they're always drafting later in the first round because they're a good team. So they have the, tw- the 18th pick or something like that. They'll probably draft someone that will fit into their system. Right. But earlier on in the draft, you're basing it all on talent and skill level. For a team, like, so for example, a team that's not good, uh, no offense, Ben, uh, Orlando Magic, they need – Talent. Direct shot. <laughs> they need talent all the way around the board, but they also need to have a team need too. They have, you know, uh, they need point guard, you know, um, interchangeable wing, period. scoring period. So for them, I would assume they would just pick the best available player versus team need because they because they have multiple team needs. They need talent in general. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. Well, I kind of I kind of derailed look, it, but it but it's it's, a, no, it's, it's a the good same because you know if if there's if the next best available player is a power forward and you have an all star power forward, you're probably not going to draft that guy. You're going to go to the next player because he's a he's a center and you don't have as good of a center, so you're going to go to. It's the same way if you've got if you've got you know Tom Brady and it's your pick and you. You know, you're like, well, we're good with quarterbacks, but the next best player is a quarterback, so we're going to go on to the next one who's a running back, and we'll take him. Well, and that's what I was getting ready to say. So it's the same. If you look at now, a team that doesn't do that is the 76ers, where they drafted big after big after big for years in a row, and everybody was like, oh, these guys are crazy. They already have three centers. Why did they draft another center? You know, but what ended up happening is they the best talent rose to the top. Mm -hmm. They were able to kind of move some other guys on that didn't really work out and then look at the team they have now. Another thing is, like you were saying, you might need a point guard. Well, your point guard might not be a traditional 
guard. It could be a 6'10 Ben Simmons who just happens to be one of the best passers in the NBA. Exactly. You know, and it's there's a lot of unique skills in different comes in different sizes and packages now. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you're in the lottery every year, just pick the best player every year. Don't don't go for what you think you need. Oh, we need Oh, man, we need a point guard now. Oh, we need a we need a big. Just grab the Well, no. I mean, if, because if you're within that if you're litter, in that situation, you're not sitting here with four good pieces and you're just looking for that last one to fill the puzzle. No, you're you're in need everywhere. Right. Which is the same in every sport. And if you're, but if like you're, the Sixers situation, the best player of that the bigs rose to the occasion. Now you can pivot and see what your team is going to form right. to be. And the thing is, if you look at most of these top 10, 15 teams, they need a lot of help. Right. Like Which all these teams, the if case. you go down the list, are in bad situations. They've had bad drafts year after year. Or coaching changes, or you know they struggled, but that getting into that. So uh, talking about talent wise, and going into our not necessarily our mock draft, but um, more like a big board. Raz, who are your top five players in this year's draft? My top five big board. Um, I'm definitely going to go with DeAndre Aiden. Okay, so you got eight and one. I got Aiden. I got Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay. I got Marvin Bagley. Gotcha. Luka Doncic. Luka. And Mohamed Bamba. 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 <laughs> so that's why I got my top five. Okay. Well, so here's the thing. I am going to... Um, I'm not the only one that's of this opinion, but I'm going to go out here and say... And put it out there. Hopefully, years from now, somebody pulls this podcast up. They hear me saying this, and I'm right. Could be wrong. You never know. I could crash and burn on this <laughs> deal. But I think Luka Doncic is the transcendent player, and I think he's going to be the best player in this draft when it's said and done, ten years, 10, fifteen years from now. And um, I'm, I think teams are crazy to pass him up. I think he would be a great fit with the Suns. You know, another playmaker to go alongside Devin Booker. In my opinion, you can never have too many guys who make the right play. You know, he's kind of that player. He he does like to have the ball in his hands, but I think he could also play off the ball. Um, he's won Euroleague championships. He's only 19 years old. I mean, it's crazy. But he kind of he kind of presents a different a problem for those teams. Too, they, they don't have to think like you know you have like. In, like Mo Bamba or whatever, like if he if he gets drafted, the team that drafts him, his really only recourse is to sign with that team. Yeah. Like Luca kind of holds a different card where he, you know, if he, even if he's just bluffing, a team has to think of well, you know, if we draft him, he might screw us over and decide not to come. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, it it very well could be. I mean, it's it's the NBA, you know. So, you know, passing up the opportunity to be a number one, number two, whatever top five pick would be a crazy in in a lot of people's minds. But whoever he, it he is. does hold, he does have a, a yeah. he does hold a little bit of a different card than he does. The players. thing is, like, I feel like whoever it is, whether it's Sacramento. Atlanta, whoever in the top five, whoever it is, the other teams that he wants to play for probably know that, you know, and they're going to draft him 
based on conversations they've had with him and his agent or whoever, you know, his advisors. Um, but I, I have Luca one. A lot of people have DeAndre eight and one. I actually have eight and at three. I'll go ahead and say my number two is Jaron Jackson. And the reason is because this guy is like six eleven. He's he's a power he's a power forward center type. But I think he's the type of player that can be a small ball five in this NBA because he's mobile. He's good at getting out and showing on the guards. He can help guard the perimeter. He's a he's a good uh, rim protector. He's got a good stroke from from deep. You know, I think that he could be like Al Horford 2.0. You know, and and you know some people might not like Horford. They might not think he's a number two overall pick caliber. But the guy is a winner. He's a defender. He's a great teammate. And I think Jaron Jackson's all those things and could be even more. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, you know, I put him after DeAndre Aiden, but I would not be surprised if he's, you know, I, I consider him probably 10 years down the road the best player out this draft. Um, is Jackson? Is Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Just getting the reps and just being that force on the – I was about to say on the field, on the court. Um, so, yeah, um, just really good defender. I think he could pick up guards also, too. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would consider him probably, you know, next couple of years probably the best player in the street. Yeah, and he, sure. he's 18. He's still not even 19 years old right now, so it might take a year or two for him to develop, but mm-hmm. I think it's, like, worth it. The weight, you know, yeah. and then the only concern I have about Aiton because his body is is crazy. He's he's a freak athlete. Is the defensive side like he hasn't shown his uh, emphasis or want to or desire on the defensive end whatsoever that I've seen in college. Yeah. So he's gonna have to prove a lot of people wrong um, to show that he can play defense. But I do think he can jump out, hit some deep shots, and and. And I'm saying he's a monster and he's a good rebounder, so I do think he's going to have a good career. Yeah, I'm with Aiden. I think I agree. Defensive, I have like some defensive worries too. I went on YouTube and watched a couple of just some replays of his games on a uh, Draft Express. Um, but he's like an old school player too. Back yeah, to the basket. Um, you know, sure. he could step out on the elbow and shoot. Um, so yeah, and that's the only, I, that's the other thing. Is that part of today's NBA? Does yeah. that translate? Yeah, and I think because of his talent and skill, like it will. Mm-hmm. But you never know; it could be like another Jaleel Okafor situation mm-hmm. where he's a great offensive player but can't move on the defensive end. So right, right. he's not got a, a job right he now. He did say that they the well, way they had him playing in Arizona was outside of his. That's true. They also had him playing next to another big right. who's a center. Yeah, I think he'll do better at the five. Mm. The next guy I have on the list is just the person that I have the most, I've struggled with the most, gone back and forth with, mm. and that's Marvin Bagley. Mm. Because a lot of people think he could be the best player in this draft. A lot of people think he's a transcendent type offensive player. He's, he's quick off the feet. He can... Dribble, he can score from three, he can do a lot of different things, and I don't know what it is about him, because 
I've seen him in person a couple of times, and he seems like a great kid. We yeah, we've seen him. Well, I've seen him. We've seen him together one time at least together, and that was at EYBL. Yeah. They say he's six eleven, but he doesn't look that tall. He looks about six six nine. You think so? Yeah. And the thing look. is, like he he's signing autographs, taking pictures, yeah. like every kid. Seems like a phenomenal kid. I'm not saying anything against his personality, him as a human being. I just have a gut feeling that he is not going to be a good NBA player. Or or he's not going to live up to expectations is, is probably a better way to put it. I, I don't know why. What story would you say would he turn out to based off your description? Like what player? What player? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say because I, I don't know that there's anybody High potential him. but didn't really live up to that potential. I can't think of anybody like right off the top of my head, but for me, I mean, I would say he's a good rebounder. He's a tremendous rebounder. He's a great rebounder. So I think, you know, I had noted, you know, he may, um, like, I think I have him four or three, but I think he may slide to Memphis and play with. Yeah. You know, that situation would be good for him because he'll be playing with Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol is towards the end of his, I would say, career. Yeah. And, you know, I think that would be a good look. Um, you know, I think he's a 20 and 10 type of player. Yeah, so he definitely could have a long career in the NBA, could, and I yeah. could be very wrong, and I'll be happy to say that. He's a hustler. Um, defense could be better. I don't think his he's really known for. I think he took some plays off on at Duke. Yeah, but I did hear a quote from uh, Coach K. He said that um, the only player that he reminds him of. Um, last player that's been this dynamic that he's coached has been Kyrie. Yeah, which is a good comparison. I actually yeah. was listening to that on the way over here. Yeah, you heard Kyrie <laughs> interview with Bill Simmons. Mm. Um, the last player I have in my top five, um, maybe a little bit controversial as well. Um, and and don't get me wrong, I love Mobamba. I actually think Mobamba is going to be an exciting player because I think he could be similar to. I'm not saying the same, similar to a Joel Embiid. Mm. where he's got the handle, he can dribble, he can shoot from the outside, he's long, he's a shot blocker, he's an exciting player, he's got high IQ. Um, but I have five as I have Trey Young. Trey Young, okay. Because I think the hate has gone too far on Trey Young. And the you know shooter, why the hate is there, though, right? I mean, I understand. Like, he struggled very hard at the end of the, the second half of the season. But I just think he's... He's a great shooter. I mean, he's got that swag about him. You know, like he's a playmaker. He's going to make things happen. If you put other good players around him, I think he could be like a Steph Curry. The word is like, not Steph Curry. So Steph I mean, Curry, basically, he's, is what you're saying, right? I'm saying like he has that he has that capability, but I don't think he's going to be. You know, if he's three quarters of Steph Curry, he's going to be a fantastic basketball player for oh, a long yeah, time. For sure. You know, if he's that. Which I think he could be. Mm-hmm. Put him in the right situation. Like I said, the Magic desperately need shooting and playmaking yeah. on the offensive end. So I think that would be a great fit. Yeah. I hope they get him. But I hope he slides to the Magic. I think that would be good for, like you said, the Magic and their fans. And, you know, get some get some points on the board. You know, he may rack it up and just put, he may be, you know, he may actually average 20 points a night. But still have a losing record. But. Average They're going to struggle for a little bit, I yeah. think. 
Yeah. Um, so let's get into it really quickly. We're gonna I'm gonna run through my mock draft 2.1, subject to change okay. between now and the draft because if there's any new news that comes out or um, new any news. trades that happen, but uh, real quickly, so I respond to every pick that you. Um, I think our top five is pretty, or top seven or eight is pretty similar. I saw your tweet. Okay. Um, I have one, Aiton going to the Suns. Okay. Two, Doncic going to the Kings. Hmm. Uh, I have three, Bagley going to the Hawks. This, and these are my predictions, not what I think should happen. Um, I have Jaron Jackson Jr., four going to the Grizzlies. Mobamba, five to the Cavs. Trey Young, 6 to the Magic. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 7 to the Bulls. Hmm. I have Kevin Knox sliding way up the boards to the Cavs at number 8. Uh, Wendell Carter going to the Knicks at 9. I have Miles Bridges going to the 76ers. Wow, okay. And uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander going to the Hornets at 11. Have Colin Sexton going to the Clippers at twelve, Mikael Bridges going to the Clippers at thirteen, and then another guy who shot up the boards. And I honestly don't think he's going to go to this team, but is uh, Zaire Smith hmm. going to the Nuggets at fourteen? I do think there's going to be a lot of movement in this draft as far as trades. Um, there's a lot of teams that want to move up. There's a lot of teams that want to move down. So, uh, how about your mock draft? What do you got there? What I have here, man, I have, well, I tweeted my 1.0, but then I looked at it again, I was like, man, I'm going to have to get a 2.0 soon, probably before (laughs) the draft starts. I'll probably tweet one out right before the draft. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, so just look out for that, all all the listeners look out for that. But uh, as of now, um, as you saw on Twitter, DeAndre Aiden going to the Suns, Luka Doncic, just like Ben, going to the Kings. Um, Marvin Bagley to the Hawks, Jaron Jackson to the Grizzlies, um, Mo Bamba to the uh, Mavs. I think Ben, you have Michael Porter. I switched them. You up. switched them up, okay? Um, we both got Trey Young going to the Magic. Um, Mikael Bridges to the Bulls. And I like Mikael Bridges to the Bulls because um, the Bulls are really just trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of like he's a solid, like solid. sure thing. Yeah, like. sh- yeah, sure thing. That's, I, that's I a, agree with that. I mm-hmm. think he's probably one of the most sure things in the draft. Yeah. As far as he's the kind of player you you could put him on any team, he's going to help them. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, and uh, and I think where the Bulls are, that I mean, they have nothing to lose. They're just trying to get some young talent together, and they need to develop a culture. They need a culture. Yeah, yeah exactly. And a, a few teams need that culture. The Knicks. Are kind of like that too. Yep. Um, which I like the, um, the higher, the higher, the yeah, David Fisdale. I think if they let him do his thing, which I don't think he had the opportunity to do with the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. that could be a really good hire. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cavs. I have them taking a shot with uh, Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Um, I feel like LeBron doesn't even care who they pick. If they do keep the pick, <coughs> sorry, bless me. I'll, get it. I'll start over. Been under the weather the last few days. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but 
I don't normally sound like Batman. Swear <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me. Nah. Um, so the Cavs. I feel like LeBron has a lot to do with the Cavs' decision, obviously, but they should just go ahead and pick the player they want uh, as far as, you know, contingency plan. Um, I, I LeBron's think they should not gonna disregard care. what LeBron's yeah, decision LeBron's is. LeBron's not going to care who they pick. Um, if that pick doesn't turn into a trade, I probably can guarantee he's peaced, peaced out. Sure. Peaced out LeBron's. I agree with that. Um so I think they should take a gamble with Michael Porter Jr. He has tremendous upside. Um, big I mean, injury risk. Big though. injury risk. That's the one thing. But I mean, when you have the the potential of your future being, you know, in the lottery, you might as well gamble on that. Because um, I think he has probably the biggest upside. Um, probably the biggest risk out of all the um, prospects. Um, then I have Miles Bridges to the Knicks, um, Lonnie Walker to the 76ers. Okay. Um, I like that for them. Um, nice little piece to add to their young core. Um, Wendell Carter to the Hornets and the Clippers have back-to-back picks. They're going to grab Colin Sexton and Robert Williams. Okay. Um, I think... I could definitely see them taking Robert Williams, trying to mm-hmm. fill that DeAndre Jordan role in case he leaves. Yeah, yeah, a little contingency plan there. Um, I got Kevin Knox to the Nuggets, and I've I've wanted to move him around or try to predict he's going somewhere else or going earlier actually, but um, I think that's where he'll fall. He's one of the guys I have no idea where he's going to end up. Yeah, I have no I could idea. See him going. Early as the Cavs at eight, but I could also see him dropping out of the lottery, maybe to like late teens. Yeah, and to be honest, I kind of can see him the way his the way we watched his because I feel like we watched him a little bit more due to um, you know Shay playing with the the Cats, but uh, I kind of see his story kind of being like you know Jason Tatum um, a little bit to where you know he kind of has like that offensive repertoire um probably not as polished as Tatum but you know I think during the season <laughs> during the season of I'm gonna college, get into Kevin Knox here in just a minute That's during a the season teaser. he got um more comfortable and I feel like when he's confident he knows I mean he's he plays better um so that see. wraps up the the lottery portion of the the mock draft there for sure um so the next thing I want to talk about is uh, second round slash undrafted sleepers. Okay. So somebody, you know, a couple of guys, maybe three or four guys you think that are going to go either in the second round or will not get drafted that you think could potentially be a sleeper. I'll How about I'll do one, you do one, we'll kind of bounce back and forth. Okay. So, okay. Give me a second. Hold on. Let me pull that up. So the first guy that I have is uh, Javon Carter from West Virginia. Cuz, I hope you're listening. Shouting at your guy over here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Javon Carter, he's a tenacious defender. He won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Just he's, he's going to guard you 94 feet, you know, and I think he 
has the potential to be like a 10-year veteran, maybe like a third guard in the NBA for a long time. He's going to compete every night. He's going to give you somebody off the bench that you can trust. I feel like he was a solid um, three-point shooter. Like He shot like 38 39% his junior, senior year in college. He's already a veteran, you know, so you could bring him in and he could make an impact right away on a playoff team. Um, that's that's my first guy there. You want me to go for another one? Um, I got one. You got one? All right, yeah, who yeah. you got? So, of course, um, you know, Laker guy. Um, Lakers have the 20, 40, 48th pick, I believe. Um, Rondon... Rondon Kirkus from Barcelona. <laughs> Let me see this guy. I don't know if you're saying this right. Radion's Karukas. Karuks, something like that. Karuks. Anyway, he is from Latvia. He played for Barcelona. FC Barcelona. Yeah, I, I've read a little bit about this guy. He seems I saw his intriguing uh, wing prospect. YouTube. Um, that's what the Lakers need. They need more versatility. They really only have one. Uh, small forward on the team outside of Brandon Ingram, and that's Luau Dang, who gets no clock. So, um, yeah, who I they think. will definitely be trying to move off of, right, to create cap space. So yeah, I think uh, he's. I mean, just have him be that thirteenth man, be you know in and out the D league and earn his way. Yeah, and he's a solid or a draft and stash maybe. Draft and stash, yeah. Yeah. Take that page out of the zero sleeper, if you will. 76ers book. Um, the next guy I have is uh, most people know him as Mo Moritz Wagner from Michigan. Okay. So Mo is uh, is about 6'11, um, big, played a solid role. I mean, took his team to the final four. He was him and uh, uh, Duncan Robinson were like the two main contributors there. The thing about Mo is he's a good shooter. He's he's a big, but he can stretch it. Uh, he shot thirty nine percent from three, uh, and he's just like a he just brings an energy to your team. You know, I think he would be a good guy off the bench role player that could be um, could even have more of a role than that. You never know. Uh, but he's a solid shooter. I like his attitude. He seems like he's got a confidence about him. So I I really like him, and he's a winner. You know, so that's. One of my other guys, I think, is a little bit of a sleeper. Who else you got? Uh, remember the kid that played with Kentucky, um, Dalio? Di- oh, Hamadou Diallo. Mahabadou Diallo. Hamadou. Hamadou. Hami. Ham- That's what they call him. <laughs> Hami. Hami. Um, to the Houston Rockets. No, not Houston Rockets. Um, you want specific on these guys. I'm just thinking wherever but yeah yeah i mean like he's a leaper yes when i say leaper he yes. jumps out of the gym yeah he's a body he can guard wings um keep up with them you know a solid defender um, i think they'll have pieces like that utilize him kind of like how uh, the warriors use um jordan jordan bell yeah it's kind of like a you know just a body just to switch off of I read something that Mike Schmidt said about him that uh, he was inconsistent on the defensive side, but there was times during the SEC play that he was like one of the best defenders in the SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I don't remember recall seeing that a whole lot just because I watched a lot of their games, but um, he's got all the talent and ability, and he's adjusted his his mechanics a little bit on on his jump shot, which I think will help him. So he could be, yeah, he could be a good sleeper. Um, Another, one of his teammates that I really like that's on my list is Jared Vanderbilt. Hmm, I'll tell you why. Vanderbilt was hurt. You know, he he is an injury concern, but uh, when he played, he was a outstanding rebounder. Mm-hmm. He averaged like 7.9 rebounds per game in limited minutes. And I think he's a, got the ability to be a good passer too, from what I could tell. And uh, I think he could be, honestly, if he went to the right team, and I could see him going to like the Warriors, he could play that small ball five role like a Draymond where he's coming off screens, passing the ball, rebounding, playing good defense, that kind of thing, like, yeah. If he gets in the right situation, he could be a big-time player for somebody. For sure. And the importance of the, the this late in the rounds is to find out just to really hit home runs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, sure. you know, you can find that. I mean, this is this is like waters where Draymond Green was found. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And um, so if you can hit home runs. Guys like, like Mono Ginobili. Ginobili, yeah. So if you can, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, there's a lot of, I read a, something that 42% of players that have played 100 minutes in the NBA this year were either second-round picks or undrafted. Yeah. So, that, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to get opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other guys? That's about it. I, I got to throw one guy out there because I got to give some hometown love to my Tar Heels <laughs> is, uh, is Theo Pinson. Okay. I don't think he's going to get drafted, but I definitely think he's the type of guy <laughs> – he could be like a Tony Allen type role, like a good defender. He's athletic. He's a smart player, like really good passer for a wing. Um, you know, I think he could help a team. He could be like a Andre Godala, somebody like that. You know, mm-hmm. so he's super athletic, um, just an all around good player and, and, and a champion. You know, so yeah. who's your? If I can switch it up, who's? Probably not the best player in the draft, but um, who would you like to see to be taken, I would say, maybe top 20? Who Like, who am I watching that I like? Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, your, favorite, uh, who's your favorite player to watch in the draft, I would say? Oh, man. Oh, that's tough. I really liked watching uh, Trey Young a lot. Yeah, but if I had to say somebody that's not maybe in the lottery necessarily, yeah. somebody to watch out for, Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday. He's, okay. And the thing is, he's got two brothers who are in the league already. That's a beautiful story, man. So he, he's he's got family members that are pushing him. They've got basketball in their blood. The thing sure. is, he's a, he's been a, over a 41% three-point shooter his whole career, which mm-hmm. was three years in college. Right. And he's a good defender. He's kind of small. He's like six one, but mm-hmm. I mean... Small guys can can play if you if you're tough, you know. Yeah. And I think he'll be a tough player. He can help a team right away. Um, easily be a third guard if not a starter. Yeah, I think best case scenario probably is, you know. But he could be a third guard on like a playoff team. Yeah. Oh It'd yeah. Be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Um, actually, I think I you know where like I think it would be a good fit fit for him too, what? and who needs a guard like that? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. And this is why, because they're always trying to draft a point guard, but I'm like, <laughs> they're 
you're drafting point guards that are playmakers. You already have the ball in Giannis's hands all the time. Right. So play, get somebody at the point that can shoot, you know, and he's a guy give that can him, do that. Give and him some shooters. Defend. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's a perfect if fit. He can, if he can, if Aaron can step his defense up, because I think, man, a lot of this draft talk, you – like GMs are probably looking for okay, how can this player help us in the playoff too? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm kind of skeptical with Aaron Holiday because, you know, as we saw during the playoffs, switch every screen, switch yeah. every screen, switch every. Oh, I want him. Give me that's Curry. True. You know what I'm saying? It's so a wing league right now. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna defeat yourself when you put him out of the out there. You know on you know half-court situations, you know what I'm saying? But uh, like you said, he's a knockdown shooter, 40% on three. Yo, you can play. You can. You got a spot everywhere. You know so that saying? that's a guy that I have on my list as a guy that I think will get drafted too low. Mm-hmm. Who's a guy that you think will – that's going to go lower than they should? Lower than what they should. Uh, honestly, probably um, Zaire Smith. Okay. Um, I know the Lakers are actually kind of looking at him. He probably won't slide that low. I think somebody's trading up to get him. Yeah. Um, I think the Lakers definitely should look into something like that. But um, I think they question his um, his off-the-court mentality. Um, but um, I think he's a, he's a talent. I mean, he can. He's a good defender, though, and he works hard on yes, the defensive end, yes, which you can't I really teach. What they need right now is. What's what's I think attractive was trending up is competitive players. You know what I'm saying? So interchangeable wings. Uh, you know you can guard the multiple the, positions. Multiple positions. Sure. The team's best core or whatever like that. So uh, I heard that he really loves his mom. <laughs> really? He probably does. Well, he's probably a great does. guy. He just really I'm loves sure. his mom. Yeah. Did you? No, but my favorite uh, player. Um, I'm actually hoping that he slides. Is uh, and I think my favorite player to watch in this whole draft was uh, um, Dante Divincenzo. Divincenzo, yeah. Oh my gosh, I have him on my list as guys I think will get drafted too high. Really? Because Man. here's the thing: I think he could have used another year of college, mm-hmm. and I I think um, you know based on his athletic numbers at the combine, that's kind of what he's getting drafted upon. Uh, I hope I'm wrong because I like him, but and I like Villanova players. Period. But yeah. I just I think he's going to go a little bit too high. I think the hype's gone a little bit too far in him. Well, I read that he got invited to the green room, so apparently that's he like, must have a promise. Then somebody's going after him. Yeah, I heard that's like you know head nod. You're going to be in the top twenty. So. I have him going to twenty. Okay. To the to the Warriors or to the T Wolves, but the okay. I think that's a little too high for me. Hmm. Well, I like him. Um, he's, I think he's a good defender. He's a really good rebounder um, for a guard. And uh, I did some research. Josh Hart, who plays for the Lakers, um, this year for Lakers, Josh Hart had maybe 10 games where he had 10 or more rebounds. And I think that's probably how um, the coach for Villanova has the guards playing. Oh, yeah, um, man. They're just tough. Yeah, they're just tough. Like, go get it. They're all-around no players. They yeah. do whatever's asked of them. That's yeah. why I love Villanova players. I think, like we said, Mikael Bridge is going to be 
really good. Mm-hmm. I think um, Jalen Brunson could be a nice guard in the NBA. I mean, he's a little small, but yeah, uh, championship winner again. Competitiveness. You know who I think is getting Did slept on a little bit? Who? Miles Bridges. I think so. With his is important as wings are and being able to switch. Yeah. Him being able to guard multiple positions. He's athletic. He can shoot it. Like, he's all around good. I think he's going to fall a little bit. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I would love to see go to, uh, like, a up-and-coming team like the like Philly, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody like Denver maybe, somebody that's a young team that um, where he could get some playing time. You know, I noticed something. The top ten players in the draft, oh, like the, the top players that are going in the lottery are – like bigs or, or or wings, like power forwards, small forwards, or centers. So I think like the trend, maybe they could just be the best players available. But I think the trend is looking for, you know, athletic, um, you know, players from six five to, you know, six ten, six eleven. Yeah. Um, like you said, inter- interchangeable, uh, positionalist players. Well, I think that's just kind of what where the talent is right now yeah. too, because this year is like. As far as point guards go, mm-hmm. you've really got like, you, you know, you got Trey Young, Colin Sexton, and Shea, mm-hmm. and they're the really the top point guards, and then it kind of drops off. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I do think one guy that is getting some buzz a little bit is uh, Elia Kobo from France, little point guard. He's uh, he's only twenty, and he's got quite the. Uh, Quite the career already in France, like champion over there, I think, and uh, mm. quite accomplished career for to be as young as he is. I'm telling you, I don't think he will go past the Spurs at 18. Could you just see them Spurs drafting like another players. French guard, point guard, <laughs> yeah. just to slide in there as Tony Parker's career is coming to a tail end? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a perfect fit, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but that's that's about it as far as, uh, you know, guys. I think I I think I talked about Bagley, and how my gut feeling is. I don't know, Kevin Knox. I think he has a very high upside, but he's been very inconsistent as far as shooting, and he gives very low effort on the defensive end. In all the games I watched, just doesn't give a crap on defense as far as what I've seen, and. Um, I've, I've witnessed uh, Coach Cal pull him straight out of the game for not going after a rebound. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So, And I think uh, these guys are, what, 19, 18, 20? You know what I'm saying? So there's going to be a lot of tendencies. And I think uh, through playing time, through reps, I think they'll start to, you know, get more mature and we'll start to see, you know, the best versions of them. Um, so it's kind of hard to say. I got one more thing I want to ask you about. Yeah. And we'll wrap up. But do you have any hypothetical trades that you think can happen? Hmm. Uh, okay. The gimme, the gimme is the Cleveland Cavaliers trade uh, for their pick. Um, for, yeah. You know, pick a, I have them as one of the teams I think most likely to make a trade. Yeah, that's almost a for sure type of thing. I uh, think the Grizzlies are really interested in getting off of the Chandler Parsons contract. Yeah, for sure. And maybe willing to trade down. Mm. Trade down, yeah, with the Mavs, even maybe. Mavs or, or even the, 
Yeah, yeah. Even lower if they if their guys there. Like if they're really interested in Michael Porter and they think they could get him at seven or eight, you know, maybe they'll trade down. I mean, um, I think the Clippers having two picks late lottery could try to bundle those together to move up. You know, yeah, that's I mean, kind of the perfect situation for the Clippers. I mean, Tony pointed out um, the Sixers have like six picks, I think, this year's draft. So I think they're definitely getting rid of at least a couple of those second rounders. Which... Sixers and um, the Celtics probably, the last few years, have probably have more picks than. Dominated the draft. Yeah. And next year, this uh, Celtics like get uh, the Kings pick, yeah. unless it's number one, and then it goes to the Sixers. It's crazy. I don't understand how. I understand how Boston they got all those some people. Is how did. okay. Yeah. I understand how Boston got those picks because of the, you know, Garnett and Paul Pierce and all that right. trades, but I'm they fleeced the Nets. Fleeced, okay, <laughs> heavily. Sheesh. So and um, but yes, I did make one hypothetical trade that I tweeted out. It's a blockbuster. And that's uh, you got the Spurs in it, Cavs, Spurs, and... Cavs, and Hornets. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kimball Walker goes to Cavs mm-hmm. along with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Okay, so the basically the Cavs get those two, and they're going to give up Love. He's going to go to the Hornets. Hornets retain their eleventh overall pick, and the. Eighth overall pick goes to the Spurs, along with uh, Nicholas Batum mm-hmm. and Willie Hernan Gomez. Okay. And then just to make the salaries okay, uh, the Cavs also give up Clarkson to the Hornets. And then uh, Bryn Forbes from Spurs goes uh, to Hornets as well. So basically, Hornets are picking up Love for giving up Kimba and Nicholas Batum, getting off a little money there. Um, and then they're going to, Spurs would basically get, uh, get lose Ka- Kawhi, but they would gain Batum, Willie Hernan Gomez, who's a good international player, and they would get the eighth overall pick. Mm. It's basically that, or at this point right now, the other offer they have, I've heard, is Tobias Harris and picks 12 and 13. So, you know, for the... For San love. Antonio, no, I'm saying for Kawhi. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, don't I know. think Love's on the move regardless. Yeah, he's got to go. And then LeBron, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So, it's either the Cavs try to go all in to make moves to keep LeBron, or they make moves for the future. My opinion, I think LeBron is gone, it's and I think they need good. to move on and try to rebuild as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. And just, or just go through that you know, four-year period of just being in a lottery. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Again. You know, and just get another Andrew Wiggins, uh, maybe even get a Car- another Kyrie Irving. or. Uh, and lastly, Anthony Bennett. I think Shea has a good opportunity to either, uh, teams that need a point guard would be the Cavs, the Hornets, um, the Sixers might need a guard. Which I would love to see him go to the Sixers just because they're a young, up-and-coming team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really a fit with him and Simmons because they kind of both need the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. But I could see him going there. Um, I think the lowest he'll go is is uh, the Suns at 16. Yeah. 
because they the Suns might just grab. You know, they love their Kentucky guards. They love so. their Kentucky guards. Yeah. Yeah. It's for sure thing. And they really don't so really have um, a decent guard with uh, the package with um, Devin Booker. Booker. Yeah. You know, they have well, they have Tyler Eulis, who's Uless. he's just small. You know, he's, he's good. He's a hard hard he's player, a, but yeah. hard nosed player. Mm-hmm. But the size difference is what five inches. <laughs> oh, Eulis is like five six, five eight. Okay, Shea's six six. Yeah, so he's gonna give him size wherever he goes. Like. He's gonna. He's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Like he's been busting it this off season. I I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously he worked his way into a starting role, in uh, at Kentucky. And I just I I hope the best for you, Shay. If probably not listening, but if you I are listening now, um, you know I think he's gonna make an impact. And if he's behind somebody, you don't want to get injured. Like. He's not the kind of guy that you want to give an opportunity because yeah. he's going to take your spot. Yeah, so for sure. He's done it once. He's yeah. going to do it again. He's a worker for sure. He he he's one kid that's he's he's a gym rat. I just hope he goes to a situation where you know the team, the GM, uh, believe in him and give mm-hmm. him an opportunity. I think yeah. he will. Oh, yeah, he's a hungry guy. Well, that about wraps it up for this NBA draft special. Tony's been asleep the whole time. Uh, no, just remember, everyone, um, I'm just going to have jumping a year in the future right now. Uh, we'll be talking about our guy, Oros, and... Um, and hopefully Nikhil. And Nikhil. I think we might have, I might have two guys in the draft next year. That would be uh, sweet. I was thinking about that today at work. I was like, man, it's, next year is going to be even crazier. Be <laughs> yeah. Man. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to see him play at Arizona State. So, yeah. Um, don't forget to listen on Podbean or Podcast Republic, Anchor, if you're an Android user, the podcast app, if you're an iPhone user. And uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at the Tech File Pod or Instagram at Technical File Podcast. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Hope you download. Uh, thanks for putting us in your earbuds sharing us telling you folks about us we're getting more interactive with our uh, listeners so if you have any topics we should uh, discuss on the next pod tweet at us we'll retweet you and maybe give you a shout out alright peace peace me and Doc go back life knocking addresses cap on Cap on, drum hole 30, no add on. Little man, man, not the one to go bad on. Big heat stand, fold out when you lack on. You ain't no man, you a mouse in a rat hole. I hold band, hold stack, that's factual. Caught Big Ten on the island, bash. Yo, plan, I'ma burn that castle. That clan, I'ma burn that task force. It's big murder when I say go. How about not that fan with the black ski mask and a great big murder when I say go? Man, I just my